little pterodactyl back there. No, she's fine. I mean, she's not crying, so she's just talking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Daddy knows. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's just, that's definitely not a cry. That's just like, all right. play with me yeah that's that's what baby does all right let's see how far we get in this okay all right well we're still alive and still live from clown world here we are indeed we are yeah yeah, it's so funny before the show, too. It's like, you're cramming over there like crazy. Like, you're about to take your, I don't know. like My uh, SATs. Yeah, your LSAT or something like that. Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you smart people take. Because I, I don't, I, did I take my SATs? I think I did. What's the other Was one? Was it ACT, I think? Oh, no, I took my ACT. See, ACT that's, and SAT, <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, I don't even remember at all what I took back then. But I didn't really need it for my, my clown school that I went to. So it's okay. Cool. You like to wing it. Yeah, I do like to wing it. I think the more that I try to like force myself into, I don't know, what I think I should be doing, the more I kind of just like, I don't know, doesn't really pan out the way I think it will a lot of times. Mm. So yeah, I've kind of noticed that with podcasting. Because with me, like me and Josh, like I'm the one that's like cramming, but not that hard. Like what you were doing is, I was like, whoa, she's really into this. Like how much you're into this, like this is what um, I noticed as I was like playing with Misha over there, uh -huh. like um, Love is Blind, the new season is out right oh now. Oh my God. But you're in here cramming for the podcast. Because I, <laughs> gosh. I was like, man, she's really into podcasting right now. <laughs> I like how that's your barometer of how much I care about yeah, something. Like, is it like, more important than, than Love, Love is, is Blind? blind. Yep. <laughs> I do want to watch it, even though we tried to watch it yesterday. Or on Wednesday, and mm -hmm. I fell asleep. Yeah, Clearly. and you haven't even brought up anything really about it since we've watched I it. I haven't. That one time. Maybe I'm cured from my disease. <laughs> it's like I got a podcast. I got to tell everybody about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I want to give people good information yeah. and something that maybe is useful and they can take away from. Yeah. Yeah, and also for me to learn it too. I feel like teaching people is a good way to know if like do you mm. have the concepts down yourself yeah teach learn learn teach you know exactly yeah because that's yeah. the after you figure something out like it really hits hard if you start telling other people about it exactly. and you're vocal about it because i think and that's in what a I'm... way that people can understand because mm. sometimes the jargon is lost and you're like okay how do i simplify this so that everyone can understand yeah yeah so yeah i feel like i'm kind of bad at explaining things sometimes but I understand them. Like, I know I understand I mean, that's it. the first step. Yeah. And then it's like, now, how do I communicate that in a way where I don't feel like I sound like I'm full of shit? Because a lot of times I'll be explaining something. I guess something. you just got to be okay with being, sounding like you're full of shit. Yeah. Well, I just don't want to, like, lead people on to think that I know more than what I know or I'm, like, way researched or something like that. Right. And I guess maybe I'll give, like, hey, I, I researched this topic today. Mm-hmm. I may miss some points or not get everything correct, yeah. but I do want to provide links so people can access the source and be like, you know, yeah. if you want to deep dive like I did, yeah. you'll have that too. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to have to do that because little baby is going crazy in there right now. We <laughs> thought we had her down. We we're like, yeah, let's do the show. Little oh. baby's down. Little baby's down. Nope. But nope. So uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Okay, I think the 
coast is clear now. Yes. <laughs> she went from her crazy pterodactyl talking mode to her pretty much like full Drinking on. milk. Yeah, full chilling. on like crying mode. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. wait a minute. I'm in here by myself. Somebody right. come in here and help me. As long as we stare at her, yeah. she's happy. <laughs> so we gave her a bottle and we just kind of stared at her for a while. And she's like, okay, I'm calm now. Okay, so, they came back. Yeah, yeah. We're still around, baby. Maybe that. Maybe she can just hear us talking in here. Maybe that's she's, what... Oh. Yeah. So she's like, wait, wait a minute. Y'all forgot about me. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, where were we? Um, where were we at? I guess mm-hmm. we're talking about how much I was studying before this podcast yeah. and not watching Love is Blind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And on top of that, I was also thinking why you were cramming for the show. Um, I was like, that's so funny. I bet the Des from like, I don't know, what, like six five years ago uh-huh. when we first met, you'd probably be going out right now. Oh yeah. Like downtown. I have like no desire to go out. Yeah. And like, now you're here cramming for conspiracy stories <laughs> <laughs> in your kitchen. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's yeah, good. I'm excited. And I was just excited to see how, like how much you were into it though. Yeah. I'm very into it. I mean, yeah. Uh, and it's also motivating me to go research things because mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, I need to have content yeah. for the show. Yeah, because you've always kind of like researched things. I've noticed you like nerd out about these things. And mm-hmm. me and you both go back and forth on it. So it's that's why we're doing this podcast. But it's just so exciting to see you like when you're about to talk about it on air and like actually push those thoughts out. Like you yeah. really want to know know your shit. So exactly. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to put baby on booby? She won't yeah, back up. Yeah, she's pterodactyling right now. Okay, so. <laughs> I'll wait for you to get back over here then. All right, I'm just going to drop right back into it. It'd be so weird sure. to go from break to break songs, so we're just going to do that. <laughs> so we dropped right back in. Des has a little mish mish over there. And she's like, every, every time we start talking, yeah, I think it's when we start talking. She's kind of like... She wants to be part of it. Yeah, she becomes more be alert, it. and she's like, wait, what are you talking about? It's like she knows we're talking about her. She keeps looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so old school Des probably wouldn't be doing this right now. No, but I think people change. It. I mean, honestly, now the idea of like going downtown, like mm-hmm. I don't know, going to like Coconut Club or yeah. Barbarella's, I just like I can't even like imagine. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I could be there, mm-hmm. but it would just feel so strange. Yeah, I think it was getting strange the last few times that we were going. It was just getting way too I don't know crowded. A lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I just like pick up more on people's, not to sound so woo woo, but like energy and just uh-huh. like the vibe. And it's just not, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, as much. it's not what you're looking for at that point. I mean, that's why a lot of people like who are getting, I mean, not saying that we're old or anything, mm-hmm. but I mean, we're older than the people downtown, you know? For so, sure. Yeah, we're the old folks. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of those people are transitioning out of that and it's just not what they want whether they're woo-woo or not or they're super normie like. or i can't stand just like top 40s music like mm. unless the music is good then i yeah. can maybe more be more enticed but i can't just go there and listen to like trash yeah. music yeah. and like pretend to dance to that i'm mm. like I, no it like, is hard it is hard and it, not to say that me and des don't party we still we like to party we still party pretty hard that yeah. party with your and bend yeah, i it was a good one even though we almost didn't throw it that's, yeah <laughs> that's so crazy um yeah that was that was fun thank you to our Ben friends yeah i guess brand for out. putting yeah. that together mm-hmm. yeah all the Ben homies up there i'm very excited about the community that we're building up in Ben. 
Like they're they're good people. Me too. I don't know how we lucked into that or yeah. how that happened, but that's you. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like anytime you you're just like so down for everything most of the time. Like people will just like invite you to things, and then they're yeah. they're surprised a lot of times that you just show up too. So I feel like a lot of people are very flaky or just like say yes. Like I'm one of those people. I'd be like, oh yeah, that sounds cool, but I'd be like, I'm probably not going to do that a lot of times. That's fair. Not as much as you would though. Right. Yeah. I think I'm more selective now in what I do say yes to. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, I think I would just like go to anything. Yeah. Like it was just like, oh, if I like this person or care about this person, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like a little bit more picky, but I will like if I say I'm going to go, I will. I'll probably be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have a very high, I don't know, like, like show up rate, I yeah. would say. And I but. think that helps. Like, if you show up enough, people will keep inviting mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you become very reliable. <laughs> yeah. And then I think that's just like a quality people look for, like in friends. You know? So good job on being a good friend. I try. That helps build community. I mean, you do your part, too. I mean, yeah. that party wouldn't have happened because of me. Like, you, yeah. you got like the... I think people more like me for like hosting things because if I go to things, yeah, I can spark up a conversation, but I don't feel like I make really good friends unless I'm hosting. And I'm like terrified of hosting. Like to me, it's like I can do it because we're Mm co-hosting, but like the idea of like, I don't know, inviting people over and me having to organize everything like that sounds like too much. Yeah, because you just used to call uh, the house like your box, you know, you just come back here to sleep. I just came like, yeah, when I was when I first moved into the house, the house was just like where I came to shower and sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I'd spend the whole day outside mm-hmm. doing things, going mm-hmm. to stuff. And I, but I would never invite people over mm-hmm. unless it was like some boy. I was yeah. <laughs> seeing that. That was the only, wait a minute. There were boys before me. Hmm. You were one of those. But yeah, you know. I was one of the boys. <laughs> now I'm the boy. You're the boy or the man, you know? Yeah. The man. Yeah. So, but Misha's being more cooperative now. Yeah, yeah. Her face looks very intense. Should we ever do like a video podcast so people can see Misha? You know, maybe it's just a picture of Misha, but then there's too many pedos out there. You know, yeah. they're gonna come traffic our baby. I don't away. know if I really want to put our baby out there. Yeah. I want her consent. Like maybe she's not down with mom and dad's weird podcast. <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. she is. I don't know. <laughs> I'll wait till yeah, she can true. like make that decision herself. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Are we ever gonna do a deep dive in the podcast about like? child trafficking i mean we could yeah because that's one of the major conspiracies out there that's not it's not a conspiracy yeah, it's not a conspiracy <laughs> children and people are getting trafficked for sure yeah i mean we saw that movie uh what sound of freedom yeah i don't understand why that movie was so controversial i don't get it either i feel like i mentioned it to one of my coworkers that we like went yeah. to see it and they were like oh like 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 i had gone to see some like alt-right thing like mm-hmm. that's like the that's the new canceled thing. If something is like not the main narrative, it's just like, oh, that's all right. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah, like, I saw this uh, meme the other day. It was just like how to choose left or right. And it's just like if you stand in the middle, one side will come push you to the other side. And they're like, if you have a centrist idea, then uh, a liberal might, enough. yeah, a liberal might come and say, oh, you're just all right. And you, they get, you get pushed into the conservatives and then they'll right. pick you up and be like, oh, now you're one of us. And you're like, I'm not really one of y'all, though. And it's the right. same way if you're standing there in a conservative comes and sees something that's like an obsession with putting people in the boxes yeah because i think it's just like the world is trying to tell us to i don't know like choose a side kind of but not that not in that way you know like find what you believe in and just go for that so yeah 
So we need to we need to be finding what we believe in out there. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what do you believe in? I mean, I believe in a lot of things. Mm. <laughs> what is the thing that you're researching right now? Um, so I recently watched this documentary by David Rogers Webb called The Great Taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how it came up. Like it just randomly came up on my YouTube feed, which I don't know, YouTube's algorithm, how mm-hmm. they do this. But it it connected a lot of the dots for me as far as like the World Economic Forum and their their little quote about like uh, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that that was part of that's part of the Great Reset, but I didn't really understand how they were going to take everything mm-hmm. and how we were going to end up with nothing. Yeah. And this documentary kind of connected those dots of like, oh, they've actually taken legal, mm-hmm. <laughs> made legal changes in order to facilitate. This mm. transfer of wealth. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I can summarize it basically in saying uh, that similar to like the 1930s when um, the government just was like, hey, we uh, want to take your gold. You're not allowed to have gold anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to penalize you if you don't turn it in. Um, in this round, it's about securities. Mm. So securities have been taken from something that is your property that you mm-hmm. own, a part of a company, to now you it's you don't have owner, true ownership mm-hmm. anymore. You are just like a entitlement holder, which oh, just okay. means that you have access to, you know, buy and sell your mm-hmm. the securities that you own. But it's not in your name. Uh so, sort of. It's uh, essentially what happens if, if there's an insolvency mm-hmm. on the side of your broker, the bank, um, you're not paid first or you're. Are you talking about like the FDIC, like insured part of um, your bank that will allow you to get up to $250,000 back or something like that? That I haven't really. Re- I mean, I understand that if you hold money in a bank, you're insured up to two fifty k, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that should be most people, though, right? That should be most people. Mm-hmm. But um, no, this is more with securities, like stocks and bonds that you hold. Oh, okay. Basically, what's happening is that they're taking your securities and bonds that you hold, and all you really have is like title to those mm-hmm. items. Like you can buy and sell them. But in the event of an insolvency, like if the bank you hold them under, the custodian, goes under, they have your assets. They get Uh, them first, essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, that makes sense with like um, like FTX going down. I don't Um, know if it's exactly the case with FTX, but maybe. I I, think that was more of kind of a Ponzi scheme of just like uh, taking money in, but not actually buying an asset with it. It was like spending that money on maybe more marketing or something right. like that. And then if you're the value of the assets like drop too low, then people want their money back and you don't have enough money to pull out of your bank account to pay them back. So. Right. And that's the other thing is that I feel like it's been designed to fail. Um, for example, um, this, uh, your securities are being used as collateral for all these derivatives markets. Mm. And then these derivatives markets are actually like, their their size is larger than the GDP. Yeah, it's so like it, it larger than all of the assets on the planet. Because yeah, it's something that doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't back it up because it's just like been rehypothecated. Yeah, times. that's the word I was thinking about. And so uh, it's funny because it's just like it's like the math isn't mathing mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of scenarios. So um, 
but so it's not by accident. Like mm-hmm. I just thought that all these things were happening because like, oh, the government's just like, or the feds just like printing money. They're like, just they're trying bad to, like, at their job. They're just bad at their job. But no, it's actually designed design by design. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's meant to kind of have a bubble, like to grow. And yeah. then they know it's going to collapse. It's just a wealth transfer. It's just a wealth transfer. So they, they're, they're prepping for the collapse. So essentially, and what they did since like the 1994 is when they first started doing this. And they did this all without the approval of Congress, mm-hmm. it's like passing it state by state, but basically removing your property, the securities as property, mm. and making that you're just like an entitlement holder. Mm. And then making it also to where all the securities have to be pooled in these, um, I guess... Like there's no individual certificate mm-hmm. of like, oh, you own this certificate of this company. It's like just a percentage, I guess. Yeah. Ooh, well, hmm. So what happens? What, what's their ultimate plan with that? To make a uh, financial collapse where they can benefit from it? To right. So it's essentially when the stock market's really low or um, is it just going to be a complete change of our financial structure? Complete change, but I, essentially, what what the plan is is that eventually, um, your collateral will be taken because these institutions will fail mm-hmm. um, because they're over leveraged, like because they've been designed to fail, right? And so, in in the failure, they're basically saying you won't get your assets back; mm-hmm. they will go to the DTCC. Okay, so how do they stop people from rioting at that point? What's their next step? That's the part that I find where it kind of breaks down, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I get y'all made all these legal things to like essentially swindle people's mm-hmm. pensions away from them in the event of a collapse. Um, I think they have to control the media in order to like con- control the narrative, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, but part of me is like, okay, if they swindle everyone's wealth and take it, won't we know who they are because they'll have everything? <laughs> I mean, they already do have everything. So. Yeah, so it's just, it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. But and what do you mean by like control the narrative? Because if everybody's bank accounts, let's say, go to okay. zero, and then the news comes on and says, oh, here today, while you're, this is, if your bank account is at zero, this is actually a good thing for you. People aren't going to buy that shit, though. No, what I think is going to happen is like they're going to just be like, oh, they're going to kind of blame it on consumers. They're mm-hmm. going to be like, this is because you guys were living outside of your means because you all were greedy. And they're kind of just like, just like not untrue, but mm-hmm. it's not like the root cause. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to pin this as like, oh, this is the effect of like, bad you know or maybe take some fault of like oh we didn't have the best policy we didn't know any better Mm -hmm. and you guys wanted too much do you think they'll have to cut some heads off of some banks you know and like make them the pretty much the the fall guy you think anybody's gonna go to jail because i don't think anybody went to jail in 2008 right yeah or one person maybe one guy went to jail in 2008 yeah this documentary did go into the whole uh 2008 financial crisis and Basically, like Lehman Brothers was like a test case in order to prove that this was that essentially in the case of insolvency, um, the individual account holders didn't have first claim to their assets, Hmm. you know, so. um, Yes, Misha's agrees. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a very weird world for the 
for the babies of today. I mean, because when they grow up, they're going to be living in a very crazy place. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. Hopefully it'll be past all the, the craziness, though. But he, like, made the analogy of, like, say you bought a car from a, a dealership and mm-hmm. you, you paid for you paid it for it in cash and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I think I own this car. But in reality, somehow all the dealership did was, like, transfer, like, title, you can have this car, but we mm-hmm. actually still own it. And they used your car as collateral mm-hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. derivatives they so were So it in. just has multiple owners. Uh you got a pseudo owner, mm-hmm. I guess. And so then that dealership uh, goes under mm-hmm. because they've played some risky bets. And they're like, okay, well, we got to pay our pay that off. We're going to take your car because mm-hmm. you don't act. Because it's you're legally not, ours. It's legally yeah. ours. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing with the securities that they're just basically saying like, yeah, you have the right to like sell it, own it right now. Mm-hmm. while we're You can not, play your little game. While we're not insolvent. But then uh-huh. once we, f- we collapse... We take your yeah. securities. Um, but I don't just, I don't understand how they maintain order if they fuck so many people over like this. So they I have think to have a plan I, for that. So I, that's the, that's the the next part. So in, in this collapse, say like people are like, think about 2008 when a lot of people lost everything mm-hmm. and like people were, were scared. Um, think of that, but like even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to be desperate. They're just going to be like, what do I do? And, they come right in with the solution, problem, mm-hmm. reaction, solution. Yeah. They cause the collapse. The reaction is like, I'm scared. How am I going to feed my family? And they're like, oh, perfect. You know what? We're going to do CBDCs. Mm-hmm. Here's the thousand bucks of CBDC for you to go feed your family. We'll, we got you. Mm-hmm. And they'll then look people, like heroes. Yeah, they'll look like heroes. And people will forget that they're the ones that that collapsed it. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, well, sign me up. Well, where's my app? Let me get it. I'll, so that's to get you on the CBDC because mm-hmm. otherwise, why would we sign up for that? Yeah. So I think it's all, I don't know, very, yeah. very scary. But, and it's also one of these things like now that I know this more in detail, I'm like, what do I do with all the money I have? Exactly. That's the next step. So it's like, what? So is it just okay just to take the CBDC and just as they switch over to the new currency, what's wrong with CBDC? Um, that it's programmable, so they're gonna limit what you can spend it on. Mm-hmm. They might be able to turn it off if you, you know, post something against them or the government. Yeah. Um, which like kind of already happened in Canada, right? Like people's bank accounts were frozen when they were protesting mm-hmm. with the truckers. So even They'll without just have the CBDC, a lot more that, control, over- right? Because right with the truckers in Canada, they had to like probably go through their banks and be like, hey, Johnny Mm -hmm. was at the trucker rally. You need to shut down his. And so then Chase or Wells Fargo had to shut it down. But now if it's with the Fed, it's just like everyone's on the same system. So it's like flavors of it already exist today, but Mm -hmm. just like an even more centralized control with CBDC. Yeah, so if you're not on same, the same page as them, they would have the ability to affect your, your I don't know, like your means, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. hmm. interesting. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. Like he goes into like how all these laws were changed, um, to basically have all these securities pooled in the DTCC, and then like even Europe had to get on board, right? Because they didn't want to mm-hmm. have anyone to have any. They didn't want you to be able like, oh, I can move to some other country, and there my securities are under my property. Oh yeah. So they pretty much had to convince Europe to be like, hey, 
y'all have to follow the same rules. Okay, that's pretty scary because then it gets yeah. to the point of just um, it's a global currency. Exactly. Yeah. So the author of this um, documentary, he actually moved to Sweden for a while mm-hmm. because in Sweden, at least for a, a period of time after these laws were implemented in the U.S., you could still hold securities or bonds and they were um, your property. Mm. But then they came after them. They were like one of the last ones to kind of fall. That's weird. Then, Isn't that where WEF is? Yeah. Oh, huh. Interesting. So, yeah. And, and even the DTCC and CCP are, are designed to fail also. And mm. they've actually already funded the new CCCP. Oh. So that's, it's almost like, oh, so y'all already know it's going to fail. And mm. the other thing that's crazy is like, for example, um, these clearing houses only have like three billion or something in assets, which is crazy compared uh-huh. to like the trillions that are, yeah. you know, so it's like clearly they don't have enough to like, <laughs> it's like laughable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just blows my mind. Um, I think it's, I think the people that currently think that they have wealth are about to be swindled and maybe they don't say anything because they think that they're protected or they think they're, but they're not. They're mm-hmm. just maybe, right. They're going to be taken out yeah, too. So when they bring in CBDC, are they going to make it equivalent to whatever you had in your bank account or how are they going to, how are they going to? I have no idea how they're going to do that. Yeah. I don't know if it's how that's going to work. Um, Cause you would think they would do something along those lines and i'm sure they would fuck over the middle class the most mm-hmm. and try to bring them down and then like the, the people at the very bottom of the barrel maybe they'll pull them up a little bit more just because there's more of them and they're more desperate and you don't want those desperate people out there they'll burn shit down <laughs> yeah i guess like if you're if you don't have money and securities and but you still have bank accounts and like if banks fail like yeah but yeah it doesn't affect as much like if you're in below the poverty line and you essentially have no assets yeah. then like it it doesn't have as big of an effect mm. but still like now you're on cbdc and it, yeah. is cbdc gonna be good for anybody mm, if you're completely <laughs> dead broke is it gonna be good for you if they give you no. like an extra thousand two thousand dollars what's the problem it's with gonna that? be like a temporary good uh-huh. for a long long-term bad mm. say like okay you got a thousand bucks this month mm-hmm. you can maybe cover your rent or you can get some groceries yeah but at the expense of like now everything is controlled through that mm. and like if you act out of line it's you know quickly shut down yeah so i mean depends on how you if you're going to be a good little boy and follow the rules and maybe it works out. What if you just want to spend your, your new government bucks and just be like, yeah, fuck y'all still, but if you're going to give me free money, maybe I'll just go spend and buy the things I need. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm of the opinion to just not take it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I would take it either, but I'm looking at it also like uh, the COVID checks were definitely a bad idea for like inflation and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time I took mine and I was just like, well, they're going to hand out free money. <laughs> I'll take that. it and I'll buy some stuff for the I farm mean, to make myself to me, a little bit more self-sufficient anyway. So it's like, I'll use your money that you're going to give me against you so I can break myself more free from the control that you have on me. Well, basically look at it like this. Like, okay, maybe you get like a couple hundred bucks to spend, mm. but now you basically shifted the whole system over to CBDC, which mm. is an even worse or evil. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is that, did you really gain anything? Mm, maybe if I bought like a jackery or something and I can take it out to the farm and live off that while the world's like yeah, cannibalizing so. each other and the zombies are here. 
I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I have enough battery power to charge my um, vape pin. <laughs> I don't vape, but <laughs> if I <yeah>. did. <laughs> but it's not good. Um, but that's the gist of it. I mean, I obviously went into a lot of detail, but probably the easiest thing would just be to watch yeah. a documentary or read okay. the book. Yeah. So um, with the information that you have now, what is that going to change for you? What are you going to do? Not that you should be telling anybody else what to do, but what does Des do now with that information? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. It's one of those things where it's like, um, I don't know where your money is safer in yeah. the sense of like, okay, is it safer in cash? Like, I don't know. Because if they're planning to move to CBDCs, then maybe cash is also going to kind of Mm-hmm. somehow be changed as well mm-hmm. um i mean i could see them slowly taking it out of circulation or just devaluing it a shit ton to where it's like a venezuela mm-hmm. so i could see them having hyperinflation at some point and where you're just like oh i need to get rid of my money now i need to take it to the bank and then you could take all your cash out of circulation at that point if people are almost like a bank run but you're like running your cash to the bank so you can get cbdc like taking your mm-hmm. Yeah, your piggy bank and your dollars, all that, like all your physical cash. So I can see that as kind of being pretty comical, too, because you think bank runs or you trying to take your money out. But maybe people will be. I mean, I think holding gold and maybe Bitcoin in like a cold wallet is like the best you can do. Mm -hmm. But um, I still don't understand why people think that the government won't have control over Bitcoin, you know? Well, because it's you can trade Bitcoin without going through a bank. It's peer to peer. So yeah, but the government still controls the internet pretty much. I mean, the co- I mean, the corporations that do are pretty much in lockstep with the government. So you need to have your maybe your own satellite, or you have to have your way to trade Bitcoin to where it's not going through like the internet that can be shut down or something like that. And we need like a, a complete dark web, you know. Mm, I mean, I think it's hard to do that. Like, you can't, like, shut down the Internet without, like, shutting down their system either, right? Mm-hmm. So I just don't I don't see that as a threat. Like, I, I don't think, think the problem's the... going to be, like, oh, we don't have Internet. I don't think that's going to be the issue. But they can lock people out of the Internet. Like, say, if you, it takes an ID to get onto the Internet right. and you can they can revoke your access. Right. And that's another thing. We're not, we're not there yet, but mm-hmm. I think that's in the And works. if they can revoke your access, then they doesn't care how much Bitcoin you have. How are you going to buy something from somebody else without the internet? Person to person, peer to peer. Yeah. yeah but I there mean, still has to be a marketplace for you to get things from Bitcoin, though. Because if nobody holds it as any value, you know, there's not a marketplace for it. Then I mean, someone can start another internet. It's not like there's like... You can't, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know there are going to be ways. And I do like Bitcoin because it is fighting against the the powers that be and, like, the the gross negligence we've had with our financial system and inflating the dollar and devaluing it. So I mm-hmm. think that it's in a step of the right direction. It's something that you can do, put your money into Bitcoin, fight the power. But at the same time, it's just like, if they don't want you to use it, I don't think it would be that hard for them to come down on Bitcoin. I mean, I don't think you're any safer with U.S. dollars. No, definitely not. So, I mean, no. I think it, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's why I think assets are king, mostly. Yeah, honestly, land. Like, if you mm-hmm. look at what, um, like, Bill Gates is doing, like, buying up all this farmland, mm-hmm. you know, that makes sense. Because, like, why would you hold your money in securities when you can just yeah. 
And the same thing for Bitcoin goes to the same thing for land. If they show up with the, the National Guard and say, hey, we need your land, it's like, well, yeah, you got my shit. Sorry. <laughs> Can't really right. do anything about that either. But. That's true. But it's harder to control in that sense. Like um, one of these uh, quotes that he was saying is that uh, we control people by through money and media. Mm-hmm. We got everyone chasing the money carrot. Yeah. And then the media to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, but both of those things are breaking down. Mm-hmm. No one trusts the me- mainstream media now, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, the money system is also failing. So mm-hmm. the next thing to control people after that is physical. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's, physical force. But that's energy intensive. It takes a lot of energy, yeah. power to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way more efficient to do that with money and, and media. Yeah, especially if it's connected to uh, like CBDCs and like the internet because it's like you can turn somebody's off just from like a computer somewhere you can't mm-hmm. just like turn somebody's land off somewhere like right. you actually have to send people out there and if people are riding it takes other bodies right to stop mm-hmm. them or like police force yeah. or military force and that that's way more energy intensive it's, yeah. it takes a lot more it's like they're um, trying to put our trust more into like this digital realm and if we can just like if we're so controlled by this digital thing that they can turn on and off and manipulate from anywhere in the world then they have more control over our lives. But if we become more self-sufficient, then they can only use force pretty much to get what they want from you. Mm-hmm. So take your pick. Yeah. But it's like, we have to remember here that they're not all powerful. Like literally the only power they have is that they can print money. Mm-hmm. But all the work, all the the, the progresses in human humanity are all because of us. It's mm-hmm. because of people yeah. like working. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. So there's no need to be fearful. It's like, I think the funny thing is like... Okay, Mish Mish, we'll take a little break. And then, uh, yeah, then we'll come back. Okay, that might buy us another five to ten minutes. We'll see. (laughs) Got her in her swing, playing with her toys. She's smiling. She's having a good time over there. Good so funny because yeah when she's here during the day it's so easier to get her to calm down but i don't know she's she, a night owl yeah she's a night owl nine hour owl, owl. we're seeing a podcast during the day it seems like <laughs> yeah, in the maybe morning so. maybe would be or the we best have to, podcast time yeah, or wake up at like four o'clock in the morning when she's mm-hmm. like super passed super out sleepy yeah and then maybe do a podcast but yeah yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see it's gonna be fun just to try to figure out how to do this as new parents too. Yeah. But I like how we're just going to, we're going to force it and make it happen. <laughs> Even if it's super hard to listen to and uh, Misha's throwing a fit, like we're still just going to keep pushing. Maybe that's her telling us we need to take a break. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. And then like as she grows up, you can hear, you know, maybe mm-hmm. we'll actually bring her in and like talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Interview little Mish Mish. Maybe a little mic for Mish. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Okay, so you done with financial crisis? They're coming for your money. Your money's never yours. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think in the end, uh, one good thing that'll come out of this is I think it'll it'll wake up more people. Yeah. Once this all unfolds, Yeah. if it unfolds like they want it to, um, there's going to be a whole lot more people asking questions mm-hmm. and figuring things out, and that's going to be the, uh, the best thing. Yeah. And say the documentary that you watched again. It's called uh, The Great Taking. The Great Taking. Okay. And we'll link it. Nice. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. And yeah, so yeah, y'all can check that out there. Mm-hmm. What else are you thinking about over there? Um, 
I guess I was just thinking about like we could tie this into like Law of One, mm. or Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. See if there's any. What do they have to say about okay money or yeah? Anything. Which one do you want to do? Um, I guess we could do Law of One. First. Okay, and that's because we have a book club tomorrow anyway, so we, we need to freshen up on our our Law of One. Right. So okay, so how does this tie into Law of One? Do you think? Um, it's a good question. Um, how does it tie into Law of One? Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. How about we first do like a synopsis of like Law of One and why that's important, okay. and then we can maybe tie that all together at some point. Yeah. That's okay. Fair. So, um, yeah, you want to start with the synopsis of Law of One? What would you say? Right. Um, so, I guess we can tie it back to kind of the third density where it's either service to self or service to others. Mm-hmm. And so we can look at these players in the game who are, we can view them as the negative polarity mm-hmm. trying to enslave, infringe upon free will. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really there for our awakening also because they're the trigger, they're the catalyst for humanity to awaken. Um, yeah, and that's exactly what's going on right now. As yeah. the world gets crazier and more clowny, uh, it's going to shake you awake, you know? Right, it's going to push us, because right now I think a lot, the majority of humanity is kind of in this like lukewarm type of water mm-hmm. where they're like not fully polarized, either negative or positive. Mm-hmm. But I think as these events unfold in 2024 and the years to come, more people will be like, wait, like, this doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and and polarize mm-hmm. i think it's just catalyst extra like extreme catalyst yes to get the maximum number of people to polarize mm-hmm. and uh yeah pick a side pick which a way side. are you gonna go um and law of one also talks about the harvest that after mm-hmm. a certain amount of time a planet for example law of one says that the earth is in a is a 4d planet but we're still in kind of 3d consciousness mm-hmm. and so in a harvest essentially I think what happens is there's some sort of cataclysmic phenomenon going on on the planet mm-hmm. and souls have to kind of, that's the major catalyst to kind of get people on board to either pick negative or yeah, pick positive. Yeah, it's the lightning round before the end of the, the game show. Right. So. so if you're here on earth right now, you picked a prime time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, there's going to be a lot of catalysts. There's going to be a lot of, of, changes in order for you to awaken to pick a side um so it's a good time to be here on the planet and either either way you pick you know right just make a decision on which you want to do serve others or serve yourself serve yourself yeah right and it's and you can kind of see how the negative side at least in the 3d in this realm you can Mm -hmm. see how like as you serve yourself you kind of naturally implode like it's it's this you create like a a black hole of, mm-hmm. of sorts versus like if you're service to others like you can look at it as like you're expansive mm-hmm. you're you're spreading mm-hmm. like you're what the universe wants to do yeah you're the light shining instead of right. like the the black hole like sucking, in, sucking all in, in all the light yeah yeah yep mm. But uh, Law of One also talks about um, how you have to be to graduate to the 4D. Should we mm-hmm. go through dimensions? Just like just right, a few yeah. of them. Okay. Of so course. what's the first dimension? So first dimension or first is density. Like uh, I guess it's like elements, like mm-hmm. rock, fire, earth. It's, it's uh, non-living, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Um, 
that's the first immense first density and yeah. that lasts like millions of years like our planet was just like big rock mm-hmm. not a lot going on yeah after big bang as things are starting to condense Coalesce, down yeah yeah so they also talk about how like consciousness kind of condenses down too mm-hmm. so you can think about it as like little bitty like dust particles starting to form rocks and those mm-hmm. rocks are starting to form planets. And they're also talking about like consciousness maybe too is condensing down mm-hmm. and growing from that state of just like little It's all from the one in one thought. Yeah. From the one. Yeah. It's infinite like from creator. one thought came manyness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the second density would be anything from like um, microbial life all the way through plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And animals. So. Yes. No, just plants. No, through animals. Yeah, because third would be humans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So, yeah. like the, so yeah, anywhere from microbial life to plants to mm-hmm. animals is second density where, like, you wouldn't say, like, a, a lion or a cheetah is, like, good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're just kind of operating on instinct. They're just, like, moving. They're just, like, a second density just in, interacting with its environment. Yeah, just you know? built to survive and just procreate. Right. And then humans are in the third density mm-hmm. where they become self-aware mm-hmm. of themselves and where there is more of a concept of uh, service to self and service to others. Mm-hmm. That's where the choice That's comes where the in. choice point is. Yeah. And it's also the, we uh, they mentioned something called the veil of forgetting. Mm-hmm. So in the third density, you don't remember your past lives. Mm-hmm. Um, or anything, anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, before. before, yeah. You think you're just here, it's your first incarnation, or it feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in order for you to make like a, a pure choice or to... Yeah, it's supposed to help with you your, with your polarization. So, right, it helps yeah. you polarize faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they tested it, I guess, without having the veil, and it just seemed like people would just kind of like hang out Yeah. <laughs> in uh-huh. the third and not really make a choice. So mm-hmm. that's why the veil of forgetting was put in place Mm -hmm. um and so in third then you choose service to self or service to other Mm -hmm. so if you choose service to other you would graduate to fourth density Mm -hmm. and that's like uh you could compare that to like jesus like christ consciousness Mm -hmm. um or if you choose the negative path i think you skip over fourth and you go yeah i need to read that again but i think it's yeah density but i mean that's just getting you up to where we are now and everything Mm -hmm. else is just like graduate school, but you still mm-hmm. remember everything and you just take what yeah, you have. Yeah, once you're in the fourth or yeah. above the third, um, you're remembering your past mm-hmm. lives. You kind of understand your mission. Mm-hmm. Is it what I And see? you can maybe specialize down that path mm-hmm. instead of keep going back and forth in this third density of which way are you going to go? Are you going to graduate into negative or mm-hmm. positive? So, yeah. Um, and then in sixth density, I think even for the negative path, it reaches kind of like this limit mm-hmm. of where like they can't really progress any further down that path. So they do some sort of like switch over mm-hmm. to the positive polarity. And then the seventh, you're getting like you're almost like back to source. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're repeating all that again through different right. octaves for and forever. Then it's another octave, yeah. Through right. all of eternity. You're just just evolving your consciousness. Right. Yeah. So that's so. pretty exciting ideas and i feel like it ties into a lot of ideas from other religions too like there's some crossover there so i think that's why it really resonated with me Mm -hmm. so i think when things resonate it's because it's like it's a truth that you on some level already know Mm -hmm. or knew Mm -hmm. and you're just almost like re-remembering so that's what i think of when i think it oh it resonates it's like i'm this feels true like Mm -hmm. i'm 
re-remembering something rather than learning it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're saying that the the powers that be mm-hmm. right now in this age of um, the harvest mm-hmm. and then the like uh, the heightened catalyst. Kali Yuga. The Kali Yuga, yeah. <laughs> the heightened catalyst and the heightened energy coming in mm-hmm. is to help you polarize. And so these right. people that are going down the service to self path are just going to try to manipulate and gain more control. Right. And that's because they want to polarize negatively because they need 95% according to the law of one, like to graduate to the negative. Mm -hmm. And you only need 51% positive to graduate to the fourth. Yeah. Positive. Yeah. Yeah. To the, the polarity. And I guess maybe people want to know what happens if you don't get to 95% negative or 51% positive. You stay in the third. Mm. Um, And since earth has evolved to be a fourth density planet, then you would reincarnate on another planet that's three in the third dimension and do it all and over again essentially to until you learn your lesson yeah well until you learn to choose a path you know right yeah because they do um, say once you get to so far down to negative six density is as far as you can go mm-hmm. and then you realize that you can't serve yourself without serving everything like you mm-hmm. are everything that's when it really clicks that oh man we are all one and then mm-hmm. once you go down that path like the wrong way or the negative way, yeah, then you automatically flip polarity Mm -hmm. and now you're this positive being. But that process is very painful. For them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not a fun process. No. So It takes also a lot of organization, I think, to be evil. Mm -hmm. And that's what's like just the whole thing that it takes 95%. Like -hmm. you really have to go against the grain to really like, go down that path. Yeah. But it is a path that's offered because yeah. if it wasn't offered, it, there wouldn't be free will. Yeah. And like, I think that's, uh, I think that's something we dealt with as a society with like the whole COVID thing is like this battle between safety and freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ultimately I think if I have to choose between the two, I choose free freedom, mm-hmm. you know, cause safety is only like safety's not guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Safety is very yeah fleeting, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, it can be used as a form to, I think the powers that be use the fact that most people are good natured and want to help mm-hmm. out. And so they use that to their advantage. They're like, oh, they want to make, they impose these laws and they trick you into thinking that you're doing it to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And when in reality, you're just giving away your power. Yeah. yeah. And hoping that these people have your best interest in mind and they're telling you the truth and they're not trying to control you for their own ill gains. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But we have to be thankful for them too, because if it wasn't for the negative polarity doing their business, then it would be harder for us to awaken, mm-hmm. to have the catalyst to to seek the light. Yep. I mean, that's Everyone's one of the that's one of the things in the the law of one for the the positive path is like you don't want to manipulate anybody's free will. Mm-hmm. You want to even allow them to choose what they want. Like you don't have to be a doormat at all. Mm -hmm. You don't have to let somebody murder you (laughs) if they're trying to murder you. But also you don't need to try to push them to your side or push them to your way of thinking. It's just like just understanding that that's your path. Like Ra is very careful about like not infringing on our free will, not Mm -hmm. telling us, you know, we have, he'll answer questions, but he won't, yeah, tell us exactly how everything is because he wants us to kind of learn that experientially. Yeah. 
Exactly. I think this would be a good time to get into that uh, that poker quote, and yeah. maybe that'll like uh, introduce some people to some law of one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll play it then. Questioner, thank you. Can you expand on the concept, which is this, that it is necessary for an entity to, during incarnation in the physical, as we call it, become polarized or interact properly with other entities? And why this isn't possible in between incarnations when he is aware of what he wants to do? But why must he come into an incarnation and lose memory, conscious memory, of what he wants to do and then act in a way that he hopes to act? Could you expand on that, please? I am Ra. Let us give the example of the man who sees all the poker hands. He then knows the game. It is but child's play to gamble, for it is no risk. The other hands are known. The possibilities are known, and the hand will be played correctly, but with no interest. In time-space, and in the true color green density, the hands of all are open to the eye. The thoughts, the feelings, the troubles, all these may be seen. There is no deception, and no desire for deception. Thus much may be accomplished in harmony, but the mind-body-spirit gains little polarity from this interaction. Let us re-examine this metaphor and multiply it into the longest poker game you can imagine, a lifetime. The cards are love, dislike, limitation, unhappiness, pleasure, etc. They are dealt and redealt and redealt continuously. You may, during this incarnation, begin, and we stress begin, to know your own cards. You may begin to find the love within you. You may begin to balance your pleasure, your limitations, etc. However, Your only indication of other selves' cards is to look into the eyes. You cannot remember your hand, their hands, perhaps even the rules of this game. This game can only be won by those who lose their cards in the melting influence of love, can only be won by those who lay their pleasures, their limitations, their all upon the table, face up and say inwardly, all, all of you players, each other self, Whatever your hand, I love you. This is the game. To know, to accept, to forgive, to balance, and to open the self in love. This cannot be done without the forgetting, for it would carry no weight in the life of the mind-body-spirit-beingness totality. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, so good. Big analogy to the poker. Yeah, so what do you love about that? Oh, man, just... uh the all love part of it mm-hmm. it's like if you to to not overcomplicate the game you know it's like in any situation like um to bring love to it mm-hmm. yeah bring love to it bring like uh i see a lot of like vulnerability vulnerability yeah authenticity yeah authenticity uh-huh, just it's like laying your cards mm-hmm. down like, like this, this is, is who it. i am this is who i am uh, yeah right now in this moment and then the job for the other person is to to love that if you're going down the positive positive path I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's simple, right? Yeah. But it's, yeah. How well do you think you do with that, with being vulnerable, laying your cards on the table? And I think it depends. I definitely feel in some areas I'm more vulnerable, mm-hmm. but in some circles I'm not. Like mm. I think at work I'm very more like closed off and yeah. like I don't really share too much about myself or mm-hmm. whatnot. But I don't know. Part of me is like, maybe I should or. Or maybe it's not so much about oversharing. Maybe it's more about being loving in every interaction. Mm-hmm. 
loving and authentic, just a little bit more authentic yeah, every authentic. day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it's like, that's a gift you give someone. If you're inauthentic and everyone else is being inauthentic, we're just interacting with like fake versions of mm-hmm. ourselves and others. And yeah. And it's if just you're, like not cool. Mm-hmm. Like if you're authentic, you at least, you know what you're getting, you know? Yeah. And if you're not being authentic, you're kind of manipulating somebody's, um, perspective on how they see you because they can't even see the you're real twisting you the truth twisting mm-hmm. reality so you're probably polarizing negatively by not being authentic and that's oh what gosh. keeps you in that lukewarm zone of you know not graduating mm-hmm. so so to speak so yeah i guess that's why authenticity is so important i've never thought about that until like right now yeah and it's like we have a radar for it like you can tell when someone's mm-hmm. authentic like when you can trust them, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when someone's inauthentic, they seem untrustworthy. Yeah. You know, it's like they're manipulative. They're, they're tricking me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Hmm. But now I'm trying to look at it like truth, like bring like love to that just to like, um, in a way saying, Oh, maybe they're just trying to put their best foot forward, you know? Or maybe you could say like, instead of, it's just like giving people space to be authentic, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you can provide. You can make at least when they're in your presence, make it easy to be authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, if they choose whether or not to be authentic, that's on them. But mm-hmm. at least you gave them the space to be like, you can be who you are. Yeah. And I will accept you, love you, forgive you, you know. Yeah, because I don't feel like a lot of people feel that when meeting somebody, you know. Usually people are like wearing the mask. And that's what clown world is all about. It's like a, we all have so much mask and paint still on our faces. Clowning and we're, mask. yeah, we're still so afraid to show each other like our true faces. And that's why we live in clown world, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh. Everyone's in their own little reality and they yeah. don't match up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's exactly what clown world is. I'm just going to keep going back. Like, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what clown world is. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So what you want to do now? Um, hmm. Well, yeah, any other topics you want to cover? Anything? Um... No, I feel like that was a that was pretty good. I think that's okay. a pretty good ending. Like we talked about the financial system, mm-hmm. and then we tied that back into some spirituality thing that we're studying right now. Yeah. And hopefully, people can take that message and you know protect their assets in Pro- some way so that they can have um, just so they're not gonna get fucked over, pretty much, you know. And then have that space to still show love to people because mm-hmm. if people take away your livelihood it's going to be a lot harder for you to show love unless you're just like on that christ consciousness jesus level of not having anything and being persecuted and still just showing an immense amount of love which is very hard to do i think when the going gets (laughs) tough i think it's just like remembering to be showing of love Mm -hmm. like help each other out like yeah because the going is going to get tough you know no matter where you are no matter what assets you have it's 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 that time (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like we it's an illusion right like we can choose to just keep helping each other out mm-hmm. keep society going and, and the positive sides of it mm-hmm. we don't need to be um caught up in the in the mess that they're trying to create yeah and a lot of us myself included probably most people on this planet are a part of the mess is being created on some level you yeah know? we're so. all um partaking in it mm-hmm. to some degree yeah that's why I call the they, they're the them, the them running the show. And the, the them is the human, uh, the human ego machine. Like our collective ego mm-hmm. is like pretty much the devil 
in a yeah. sense, you know, like all of our collective negative consciousness mm-hmm. is personified by the devil and is actually some conscious thing that's controlling yeah, the show. So that's how I see that. But interesting. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we'll, I guess, cut it there. Oh, wait a minute. That's crazy. I was going to say, I need to play some music, and then it just, like, popped up. I didn't really click on anything right then for the music to start playing. Oh, man, maybe I'm... That's the song. Yeah, I'm linked up, so... All right, that was a fun show. I know it was kind of rushed, but it was fun. Thanks, Liz. Yeah.